Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, the NHL is returning to play, and we know that it's going to be a, a wonderful time for those of you who are hockey fans who just are just jonesing for it. That's me. <laughs> for, for Lindsay, because we know there are going to be games pretty much all day long, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning and running until... Well past bedtime, like 10 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock, just like based 13 on 13 hours minimum right, based on the timing where just games will be kind of overlapping. It'll be NCAA March Madness, but on ice at this <sighs> point, there'll be so many games that will be played. And for fans, it's going to be great for players. It could be a little bit different depending on how the scheduling goes. Some of them, and we talked a little bit about this uh, before yesterday, where we talked about having that adjustment period for playing in the morning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've been asked to play a game. You know, For example, if you're in the Edmonton bubble, you could have a game at 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. but then perhaps two days later, you're playing at 8. Yeah. No, it's absolutely going to be something uh, that's going to be factored in. I mean, the fact that they're not traveling uh, from place to place is going to help mitigate a lot of that. But in terms of setting your sleeve schedule, making sure you get your routines and all the little quirks that a lot of athletes have, but especially hockey players have, uh, that can throw you off and that can translate uh, uh, between are you bringing your best game today or your almost best game? And sometimes that is the difference. And so, and you talk about those differences and this could be one of those things to where, where as the teams come back to play, depending on how good the hockey is or how sloppy the hockey might be, depending on, you know, again, could you get in the facility two weeks earlier? You know, chemistry is always important, especially if you haven't played with guys in a while. Yep. Some of it will come naturally, obviously, just because of your lines and, and how that lays out. But I think, you know, for others, it's going to be challenging. Well, just think of like the Pittsburgh Penguins, for example, that had dealt with injuries all season long, still played incredibly well, made some trades at the deadline, and now have had time to rest up. And now they have all these guys that are uber talented one of the deepest rosters in the league, but most of them haven't played together this year. But at the same time, they're getting back all their guys, at least most of them. Yeah, and it could help them in the playoffs. But you know, you're you're one, you're you know, you're one turnover away from yeah. from you know basically falling out. It's it's winner take all, you know, elimination. Again, it's the playoffs, and that thinks that's the difference for a lot of teams as they go into this. You know, the Knights and the top four seeds in each conference had a little advantage. They get a chance to ease into it. Really, yes. I mean, they still, you know, they're they're just kind of playing to work out the kinks. It's not, and I'm worried about that too because they get sort of a seeding out of that but honestly because there's not a real home ice advantage mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's a lot of pressure on them other outside of just 
like, let's just work it out here and see how it goes because no matter who the opponent's going to be in that first round, it's still going to be someone who's had that same amount of ice time as well. Yeah, there are two types of people ball. There are people that when they get to the hot tub, they go right in and they go in the corner right next to the jet. And then there's the other type of people where they put the feet in first and they go to the knees up because it's hot. It's steamy, and, and you kind of wade your way into it. And I think that's a good analogy to kind of uh, illustrate the difference between the round robin, which the Golden Knights find themselves in versus the qualifying round. Because the, the main thing about having the round robin being played is to make sure that the teams that worked hard, that were the best during the regular season, that they still get a reward for, for, for that separation and you need to make sure that everybody's starting at least close enough to the starting line as everyone else. You can't have the qualifiers getting back into shape, getting sure. the chemistry going and, and what have you. And so I, I think this is as, as perfect of a point you could be in this entire situation because you're not going to have to deal with being eliminated in the first couple of weeks. And those advantages here can help pay off as the rounds go on because the fewer games, the, the lesser the intensity or just the less bruising all over your body fresher legs might pay off if you make a deep run, you know? Right, and I can imagine that those teams will also be rewarded with those night games as well, those 8 o'clock starts, or at least the later starts when it comes to playing hockey, because they'll have, again, they'll get that a little bit of an advantage, get that reward for right. being, for being, you know, just the best teams in the conference at that point. Paul mm-hmm. and Lindsay here, Playmakers, on CBS Sports Radio 1140. As the teams come back from the layoff, we think there are certainly going to be some benefits for a lot of the teams. One of those benefits is, of course, for Vegas, the fact that they are the de facto Pacific Division champions yet again. Oh, they are the Pacific Division champions. Right. They, mm-hmm. they, they, win, they get to hoist yet another banner, yep. which helps them a ton. But as they come back from that, and that that's one of those benefits, I think there, there, there are many more ways this team gets a chance to kind of regroup and put itself back together because of the layoff. It helps in a number of ways. And I think, you know, for the Knights, you know, they get to, they all got to rest. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's clean. And that was important for this team because if we would have started the playoffs where we usually do, if if the Rona hadn't come down, we're without Max Pacioretty in those in those first few games. We're without Mark Stone. We're possibly without Chandler Stevenson. Those three are pretty important to this team and 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 their uh, their quest for success and to to hoist the Stanley Cup. And but now they're healthy. You have those guys at the at the disposal, and not only are they healthy, they've had some time to separate from that and and to kind of gear back up. There's a little bit of a mental pause as well. Didn't Max was like hurt like right before, right? Mm-hmm. It was right before we took the break. Yeah, we missed Stone for like a handful of games and before the break. But Patchetti, it was within the the couple of games. It was same with Stevenson, but Patchetti's injury was a, a lot more severe. Whereas Stevenson, I believe, was was day to day. But it took a few weeks for for Patchetti to get the full clean bill of health we were at least a month into the rona right yeah yeah that was it would it, it's interesting and as this team comes back and we all kind of go oh man we didn't have the sports and, the, and these guys didn't have access to ice which i know has been played up quite a bit the yeah. fact that the fact that you know many of these and we saw stories of you know olympic swimmers you know building you know swimming you know facilities yeah. in their backyards just so they could get some training in in thinking that there was going to be an olympic games coming up but for the NHL and the players, access to ice was tough. And we've talked to basketball players who didn't have access to gyms because they were closed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, you're looking for ice in the summer. Yeah. 
And and at the end of the day, too, most of the Golden Knights stayed in town when uh, when the Rona came down. They didn't have to. A lot of players went back to their to their homes, whether it be other places in the United States or internationally. But most of them stayed here. And so uh, those extra added ice sessions, they're small, but those are little slivers of difference of possible advantage and, and work that you don't have to do once everything get everyone is, is getting back into the swing of things that could, again, pay off in the long run. But I, I do want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, Paul in terms of like room to breathe because there's room to breathe in terms to get healthy physically. And then there's room to breathe that I think the golden Knights needed because of how hectic the season they were playing was. And that's the same every single year. It's just an absolute sprint and, and, and things get weird sometimes, but we forget Gerard Glott was the coach of this team at the beginning of this season. Right. Pierre DeBoer had a complete baptism by fire when he joined the squad as the head coach and was on the road for the first month and a half. He didn't, they didn't have a lot of time to kind of gel, to, to integrate things. And when you're in the season, practice days are kind of, they're scattered and you want to make sure you're resting up as well. And, and when he took over, the Golden Knights were kind of in a tough spot. So I don't think that there was really a time that the Golden Knights got completely settled. I think we saw uh, uh, some of that towards the end when they really started to put things together and get wins in ways that we didn't see them get wins earlier in the season. But I think this break could really help just kind of settle everyone into what the new normal was for the Golden Knights before there was a new normal for all of us everywhere else. I think you're on point with that because they essentially get a second training camp with a chance to revisit with a brand new coach and a new coaching staff that they were getting used to. And obviously they were doing well. They were winning hockey games. Yes. And having him being able to kind of walk them through some different things and being able to do that at a non-game pace will definitely help them. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I think there's a small, a smaller benefit. And again, this is me just kind of getting a little bit deeper than probably, you know, we need to get, but it's, it's felt like pretty much the longest season in Knights history. And for a fledgling team, that's only been in existence for three years. And the first year was really eventful. Yeah. The first year was an incredibly eventful year. This third year, allowing them to settle in again, complete disruption by any means has felt like a really long year. And especially for Marc-Andre Fleury, who's considered clearly the face of this franchise, Mm -hmm. who is the starting goaltender. It's just the one a, it's what it is. The amount of, just stuff that he's had to deal with on a personal and professional level this entire year has been off the charts. Yeah. And, and, but with losing his father right before, for Thanksgiving and, and having uh, an okay year, not his best year. And that's the thing. There's, there's little stories of, of all the adversity that individuals have, have faced over the course of the season that includes the Rona. And then there's the team adversity as well. And when you go through all of that, and especially with a team like this, that is as tightly knit as it is, that is as a veteran team as it's constructed to be, that kind of helps you create that hunger by, by being constantly told, no, doesn't that get you a little riled up sure, inside? And, and 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 so by creating this this scarcity and this hunger and this longing to get back to the team and get back to their business of this season, I think that pays off really well for the psychology of this team because they have had to go through a lot on a personal and an, and, and a team basis, and so we all when we're suffering, we like to be together, and it's easy to get to get uh, going towards a, to- a common goal. And so I think this could actually be a lot more beneficial for the Gold Knights than it is for, for many other teams. I felt like it's been, again, a constant a constant year of movement for this team. They had their struggles early on trying to find their feet, obviously with the coaching change, some early trades, and then the trade for Robin Leonard, who everybody, to be let's be honest, 
when this first started coming down and the NHL says, you know what, we're canceling the season. And although Gary Bettman was out there saying, hey, we're going to play a regular, we're going to have a regular season. We promise. We're going to have a regular yeah. Stanley Cup final. No matter what, it's going to happen. There was still some concern, and there's no doubt about it. There was disruption in the locker room because they did trade away Malcolm Subban. They traded him away and brought in Robin Leonard, which, again, a new player in a new in a new place at the end of a season built for a deep playoff run. You make that move for that. And you talk about disruption and tight-knit groups and being able to bring in someone like that. It allows them to adjust to him a little bit more and gives him a chance, I think, to adjust to the team a little bit more. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I can kind of follow that. But, but at the same time, trades and stuff happen for every team all the time. Chandler Stevenson wasn't on this team to begin this season. Neither was Nick Cousins. But, Cody but, 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 they, but they weren't necessarily built to be impact players. They weren't brought in to make impact statements. You traded for a top-line goalie in Leonard. Yeah. This is a top-flight guy. Yep. Stevenson was built to be a role player, and well done, by the way, for the front office. I mean, that's that's trade of the year, Un- most underrated trade of the year. Yeah. The Blackhawks did not think they were going to be in the playoffs. We definitely was not on their radar when they made that trade, but I, I, I buy into it a little bit what you're saying, Paul, but I really think that that is important for them to acclimate, but at the same time, it's not like they have been in the rink, and and it's not going to be really the same until that you get back in that natural rhythm. Sure. It helps, but uh, we also know that goalies tend to be uh, their own people, and that's especially true for Robin Leonard and, and, and just a, a very much a, an interesting individual. But either way, it, you're all dealing, as I said, you have your personal adversity struggles, and then you have the collective adversity struggles. You bring the fire from your personal struggles to help uh, and and to use it to fuel your helping hand into the overall team. Right. Struggle. Listen, in no way am I trying to drive a rift in this team. No. I mean, we've been incredibly positive about this because I think you and I both agree that this layoff has done this team is going to do this team some wonders, and it would be a, an incredible disappointment if they came into that round robin and whoever they managed to play yes. in that opening series, they just fall flat on their face and it's a quick out on paper. It looks great. Sure. You're absolutely well, it right. It always looks great on paper. But no, but you're right though, because they're they're just because they are in that round robin uh, uh, grouping, that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to kind of ease their way into it mentally. You're going to ease your way into it physically, and that just means that you're being compassionate for yourself. You're not going to expect greatness from yourself every time you go out for your shift because you haven't played for four months. But that hunger, the intensity, that needs to be the same. That needs to inte- that needs to carry over and and continue to intensify with each round, and that starts in the first training camp practice or, or these little, uh, the little sessions that they're having right now. But either way, they still have to, they have to go play their shifts. They have to finish their scoring chances. They have to kill off penalties. Sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah, we'll, we'll dig deeper into this as we get closer to the, to the play. Actually, we're only three weeks away. I mean, that's the amazing part. Now we're actually talking about three weeks. The training camps are coming back. We're still waiting on the official vote. For the NHLPA and approving and this deal. And the hub cities. And the hub cities officially, but uh, the, rumor, the the thought is, at least reports out of the uh, the major Canadians who follow hockey, is that this is coming down tomorrow. Yes. This will all just come through and we'll all just start getting this ball rolling. Yeah. So we have a lot of time to digest and dissect and see who's coming. And again, the big question is who may opt out if anybody opts out when it comes to the team, if it's the Knights or anybody else that's coming back. We'll see. That's a decision for each individual. And if there if there are any members of Golden Knights that make that decision to not participate, we also need to be understanding as a, as a fan base and as, as fellow human beings as well. But oh. as I said yesterday, I don't foresee a lot of opt-outs in the hockey community. Right. Next skater up, if it certainly happens. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.